folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. Joining me on the show today is Steve Dick. Now, Steve is the Executive Director of Ag United, and thank you very much for coming to the program today. Thanks, Dr. Jake. It's a pleasure being here. So, Ag United, could you tell us a little bit about where this started and what the history of this organization is? We got started in 2004, uh, five leading South Dakota farm organizations, South Dakota Corn, Soybeans, Farm Bureau, Pork, and Cattlemen, got together. Uh, and about that time, there was a lot of opposition to expanding the livestock sector in South Dakota, particularly along the I-29 corridor. A lot of discussion about uh, dairy expansion going on, expansion in the pork industry. And these groups came together and said, hey, we need to come together jointly and educate the public, and not just the consumers that are in Sioux Falls or Brookings or Yankton or Vermilion, but also the row crop farmers that are out there. Uh, we've kind of gotten away from animal ag in the state we had. There's 13,000 row crop corn and soybean farmers, uh, but there's only about 1,000 pork producers, and there's about 125 dairy farms left in the state. So we really needed to let folks know, hey, animal ag can coexist with people. Those are the closest neighbors. They're not the folks in Sioux Falls or Brookings. They're the people that are right across the fence. You're absolutely right. I mean, oftentimes when you go to a permit hearing for a livestock facility, it's it's not someone from Sioux Falls there who's opposing us. Oftentimes it's a neighbor down the road. However, we're starting to see a shift with that. I think uh, the commodity groups such as corn and soybeans have done a really good job of reminding their growers who is their most important customer. Sure, those corn and soybeans don't just all get shipped over to China or Japan. Something eats them here. Exactly, and they can't all be made into renewable fuels, although we, we love the ethanol and the biodiesel industry. But it's kind of like a three-legged stool. There's there's renewable fuels, there's the export market, and then there's the animal egg market. So, mm-hmm. And we think all three of them have a place for it. Absolutely. So with this in mind, groups formed Ag United. So what's been the mission then of Ag United? And what are some of the activities that you've participated in? Those five groups, and then and then about uh, five years after they got started, two other groups joined, the South Dakota Dairy Producers and the South Dakota Poultry Industry joined. And really the mission is, is to help South Dakota farm and ranch families grow their operation in a responsible way, keep the small communities vibrant. And the way to do that is with agriculture and animal ag has a bigger role to play than probably the other sectors of agriculture. So with that then, what are some of the things that you've done to communicate this message to people that would potentially be exposed? Some of the things that we do, and, and granted, 2020 was a challenging year for everyone and everything. Yeah. yeah. But what we do is we do a lot of consumer outreach activities. Uh, we do open house at farms. So if somebody's putting up a new hog barn, we've worked with that farm family to bring people in before the hogs come in so people can see. Because when you drive by, you know, people see a, a metal clad building. It's oftentimes it's a very large facility, a large shed than what they're used to. And they're curious of what's going on in there. So unfortunately you can't get people into a hog barn after the hogs have come in there. But the one area that is very accessible yet is dairy farms. Uh, You know, that product that comes out of the cow right in the parlor looks a lot like what they put on their cornflakes that morning. So we do a lot of events like that. We do outreach to the youth. Um, You know, Adopt a Farmer is a big program that we do. Uh, We have over 900, last year, over 900 students, fourth grade students Mm -hmm. in 15 different schools adopted a farmer. And we only had five farmers that were adopted. So the farmer sends a video. Kids watch it. They, they send a note back to them saying, hey, what about this issue? 
He'll do another video on that issue. We get that program up and running in October, and then the farmer makes a visit to the classroom in March before they get into the busy calving season and planting season. So they basically have an opportunity to interact with somebody actually in the field and answer a lot of these questions that they haven't been able to answer from other sources. Yeah, it's, it's just a great opportunity because, you know, even in, in you get into the smaller cities in South Dakota, a lot of these kids are removed from the farm. And whether, it, and you know, obviously it's that way in Sioux Falls, but even in places like Brookings and Watertown, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot of mm-hmm. success with those programs. But another activity we do to reach out to consumers as we do restaurant crawls where we have uh, foodies we put out an invite there uh, people will sometimes oftentimes even pay for that opportunity to have a meal with a uh, farm couple whether we do a beef crawl we do uh, we've done a poultry crawl we have a dairy crawl event coming up here in October so it's just an opportunity for people to sit down with that producer we start off the night by saying no question is off limits if you want to ask about tail docking to the dairy farmer, you want to talk about implants with the cattle feeder, go ahead. The vast majority of farmers are pretty open about what they do in their operations. And if they're not, they're probably not a good communicator for agriculture. It sounds like the most delicious way to get involved with the customer. Well, it's been an amazing food experience with some of these. And we tell the restaurants, you know, we don't tell them what they make, but if it's a beef crawl, it's got to be beef, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we say, whatever you serve, I mean, you know, we want you to tell people what you're, how you did it, how you came about it. And I, I remember uh, we were at a downtown restaurant in Sioux Falls about four or five years ago, and the restaurant guy came out and he described the cut of meat. And it was basically a chuck roast that they got off of their food supply truck, uh, no different than you would get if you went to Hy-Vee to buy something at the meat counter there. And people were amazed by it because, you know, the way it tasted, they thought it was some high and fancy cut of meat that was $50 a pound. But these chefs like that challenge mm-hmm. to create something to kind of have that wow factor. And then, you know, anytime, if you think about whether you're on the farm or the ranch, you think about the discussions you have over a meal, mm-hmm. or whether it's over dinner or supper or a lunch or whatever. And that's really where you get a great dialogue going between the consumers and the producers. It's really great that we have a lot of options here in South Dakota to have these kind of food crawls so that people can really dive into all the different ways you can eat beef or any of our other commodities that we have, as well as having the connection with the chef, you know, in these small restaurants. And that dynamic sounds awesome to put them in front of the people that actually raise the animal that they have on their plate. It's a lot of fun to witness that interaction between the downtown Sioux Falls professional and a cattle farmer or a pork producer or a uh, turkey grower. So you've touched on this a bit, especially when we introduced the topic of why we have Ag United in this state. But maybe let's address some of the challenges that you've had to overcome so we can understand why do we need an organization like Ag United? Well, as I said, there's seven members in our coalition, and and these seven groups probably agree on 98% of the issues, and there's some things that they don't agree on. Uh, and as those are issues sometimes that are talked about in peer, and we don't get involved with the lobbying issues. But, 
you know, they're looking for a united voice to kind of reach out to consumers. I mean, they still have their own programs. You know, the Beef Checkoff has their promotion stuff. The dairy people have their own promotion stuff. But what we try to do is bring the, the family connection, the producer connection to that. You know, 98% of the farms in South Dakota are family-owned, whether it's a family LLC or a family corporation. So it's really an opportunity to bring these groups all together. And one of the things that we do, you know, the consumer stuff is a lot of fun, going to the restaurant events or doing the open house events at the farms. But the other stuff that we do that I think is very important is we follow zoning issues and siting issues when somebody wants to put up a 2,400 head hog barn or if they want to take their cattle yard from 800 head to 1,500 head. There's 42 counties in South Dakota that have permitting that has to be done if you want to put up a livestock facility. And of those 42, there's about 35 different versions out there. Every, you know, we love local control in South Dakota. But so we do follow those issues. We help farm families go through that process. Uh, and oftentimes it's, they get permitted and it's no issue. But as we know, uh, out in the countryside, you may wave at the neighbor, you may sit next to him at a ball game, but you may despise them because their grandfather shot your grandfather's dog. That happens all too often. So we'll work with county commissioners and zoning commissions to help them go through that process of uh, reviewing their zoning ordinances sometimes and to ensure that you know they're doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. But it, it can be a challenge. With all these different facets you're involved in, obviously the organization needs a good leadership structure. So how is your organization structured uh, on the leadership end? We're a pretty small organization, two full-time staff people, myself and Heidi Zwinger, our outreach director. Uh, We do hire a summer intern uh, who is a valuable asset to us always. But we're governed by a 15-member board. Eight of those board members are actual producers, and then the seven are the executive officers of the ag organizations that make up our coalition. So our board meets regularly. Uh, We have some lively board meetings, as every organization probably does. But at the end of the day, we get along and move forward with our agenda, what what we want to do in helping farm families, you know, whether that's expanding a livestock operation or figuring out what other thing they can do to to complement a neighboring livestock facility. So... With all of these moving parts, it takes a little bit to get your funding together. How does Ag United go about getting funding to do all these programs? Well, our primary source of funding are South Dakota farmers through their checkoff programs, whether it be corn, soybeans, or pork, poultry, dairy. Uh, We do get support from the South Dakota Farm Bureau, but we also get support from ag industry, allied industry types, uh, everything from ag lenders to feed companies, equipment, contractors, anyone who's involved with agriculture. So that's how we're funded. Every organization would probably like to have some more money, but we certainly uh, have been tasked with being good stewards of what we have. And uh, we know at the end of the day, it's still the farmer's money. And therefore, we want to be good stewards with it. So before we depart, are there any things that you would like to have the people in our listening audience be aware of? Well, if I could make a plug for uh, our Adopt-A-Farmer program, which is, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, last year we had five farmers who, who physically reached out to 900 students through videos. Uh, they didn't do the classroom visits last year because of COVID, but we are looking for producers to help with that. And really all it takes is a smartphone, and you can hold it in front of you and, and tell, take a video, a four or five-minute video of what you have to be doing that time of the year. We've had guys do videos of silage cutting, silage packing, 
uh, soybean harvest, working calves, moving cattle, baling corn stocks. So, you know, just things like that. And it's an easy thing to do. Uh, if they're interested, certainly they, we would welcome them to reach out to us through our uh, webpage, agunited.org. Perfect. And they can find the information there on how to become part of the program? Yep. They can reach out to myself, uh, Steve Dick, or Heidi Zwinger, our outreach director. And, and it really is a very rewarding experience. And uh, we like to have them adopted by classrooms in the bigger towns. We don't necessarily need a farmer from Hand County going to the grade school in Miller, although we will welcome that. But we really would like uh, some of these producers to get into places like Sioux Falls. Uh, we have had a uh, Clay County farmer who was adopted by a Rapid City fourth grade class, and he would go out there uh, every year for about four or five years he went out there. And, and the kids were just fascinated by it. Mm. They had no concept of what uh, East River Farmer does who raises hogs and feeds cattle out there. Very interesting. And thank you very much for all the work you do with Ag United. Thank you. And uh, thank you to our listening audience for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Y'all take care, folks. 